Good afternoon, everybody on Educated Economist here. So, just recently I have done a video talking about how lumber was giving us the early warning signs. And in that video, I was talking about mill curtailments and inventory shutdowns and the things that I had experienced back in 2019 before the COVID lockdowns and the stimulus checks were handed out. Now, something very similar has taken place again. Now, think about some of the videos I was putting out back in 2019. I was talking about mill curtailments and mill shutdowns. There was people being laid off and permanently like losing their jobs. This was like heart-wrenching to read about, especially places like up in 100 Mile where generations of families who really didn't have anything else going on up there except for the forest industry, the forestry products, lost everything that they had going on and had to basically pack up and leave the area. Now, when these inventory or these mills were going into curtailment and the inventory depletion started to take place, hardly anybody was talking about it. I was one of the few people out there on the internet who was like, you know, giving those signs, like saying, hey, there is like, you know, issues taking place right now within the lumber industry. Now, the main reason these mills are, you know, shutting down, if you think about it up in the British Columbia area, they are very sensitive up there. They are high cost, high output producers. So there is a lot, a, a lot of mills up in the British Columbia area. And the input costs going into those mills are just about as expensive as anywhere else that produces lumber. So they are very, very sensitive. When the price of lumber drops, their input costs going into those mills gets very expensive for them to be profitable at. So this is what the main reason why British Columbia mills are shutting down so dramatically and so in such a dramatic fashion. Look at the article I leave down in the description. I would like to thank Randy for sending this to me. Pulling 100 million board feet of production off the market and this is tolco and i believe it's only out of two mills and i can't tell by the article and i haven't researched it enough to find if it's a hundred million board feet from each mill or the two mills combined but still just to kind of wrap your head around what wrap your head around what a hundred million board feet of lumber would be okay so now think about this a two by four eight standing embedder just your typical stud in the wall this is an interior stud has 5.33 board feet of lumber in it, okay? So one two by four, eight foot, 5.33 board feet of lumber. If you divide that into the 100 million board feet of lumber that Tolco plans on pulling off the market, that works out to 18.7 million studs, right? Now that's a lot of lumber, but still, if you're having a hard time kind of envisioning what 100 or 18 million, 18.7 million studs would be like, breaking that down to unit size. So you have a unit of lumber, you know, just a regular unit that a forklift would pick up and put into the rack. That generally has 294 studs in it, okay? And generally it takes about a unit of studs to build a house. Now there's going to be a lot more lumber that goes into building the house. You're going to need your plate stock. You got in exterior walls. You got the stairways and pickup framing like for soffits and all the roof and everything that goes into that. So there's a lot more lumber that goes into it besides just the two by four studs. But if you were to just envision just the interior studs and how many units it takes, it takes about one unit to do a house and then all the rest of the lumber that goes into doing it. One unit, think about this, 18.7 million divided by 294, that's 60, 63,000 
units of lumber. 63,000 houses worth of interior studs, right? That's 100 million board feet of lumber being pulled. Now, granted, it's not 63,000 houses, but it's 63,000 houses worth of interior studs. And so that's a lot of lumber that's being pulled from the market just out of these mills. Now, I'm experiencing mill curtailment in my area. Now, I come from Oregon, and Oregon, I do believe, is still the number one lumber-producing state in the nation. And the mill curtailment here is to such an effect that the byproduct, the uh, fiber that they produce, the, the pulp, that is going to the wood-burning pellets, right? For, for their manufacturing of wood-burning pellets, they are having trouble sourcing out that byproduct, that pulp. So they're sourcing it from ever further distances. Now, the problem with that is it's put us in short supply of pellets. Now, we are limiting customers to five bags per customer per day because we don't know when we're going to get our next shipment in. And this is how much the mill curtailments are affecting it, all the way into the byproducts that come, come from these mills. So this is some of the same stuff that we are experiencing, maybe not so much in the wood-burning pellets, but definitely the stories coming out of, out of the British Columbia area. Now, what took place next back in 2019 is that we had the COVID lockdowns. And with these COVID lockdowns came a stimulus check. And that got everybody running out there to go and buy the decks and fences and, you know, gazebos and raised garden beds and doing the remodeling on the house and all that stuff. And they put a huge demand on lumber during a time when these mills were in inventory depletions and curtailments. So that zapped a lot of the inventory that was out there. Now, this is the real reason why lumber shot up to as high as it, does, as it did is because when you have builders out there who are in the middle of a project that is inelastic demand, it means they cannot not buy it. Like if we want to build a woodshed or a chicken coop or, you know, maybe even remodel the house, we can postpone that. We can be like, well, you know, maybe we won't do the project right now. But if you're a builder in the middle of the project and you've started, you have no choice. You have to buy that lumber regardless of the price of it. And so when you have an inventory depletion dramatically as it was, and then you have an inelastic demand that goes into it at the same time, the prices will go as high as it needs to in order to acquire the lumber. And that's really the main reason why we saw lumber shoot up as high as it did. Because when it did go up to 1700 per thousand and everybody was screaming inflation, I said, what are you going to say? when the prices come back down to normal. In fact, here we are, we're down at 400 per thousand. And this is the main reason why these mills are in curtailment because producing lumber at 400 per thousand is just not profitable for them, especially in the high cost, high output producers like the British Columbia area. So when they go into curtailment, it's going to affect the, the rest of the market. And so it's only a matter of time before you see some demand start to pick up inside of the lumber industry. At the same time, we have all this mill curtailment and inventory depletion taking place. So think about it. How long has it been since the home builders have been kicking off and like kick, like kicking ass inside of their job? They're not. They're like backing off. They're like, whoa, man, I don't know. I mean, you produce, buying building a house right now isn't exactly like, you know, exciting exciting projects to get into considering that everybody's talking about a housing market crash right so now here the the demand for lumber is really low and the inventory is really low and the curtailments are kicking in and it's only a matter of time before somebody right decides that they're going to start lowering interest rates and then what happens right 
Do the home builders just rush into the market knowing that everybody's going to be running out there to go buy a house or what? I mean, the inventory levels are still low when it comes to, to homes, right? Although foreclosures are picking up and although there is like the idea that there's still a housing market crash to come, right now we're still sitting in a, in a position in which that there is still demand for homes and the home builders aren't excited and the inventory is depleting. It's only a matter of time, guys. We're going to experiencing. We're going to experience something very similar to it. Will it be the same that we experienced back in two, you know, twenty twenty, or uh, you know, whatever? I mean, I I don't know. Like that was a very unique situation, and this situation is also quite unique, but in very different form, but very similar in fashion. Okay, I think I got it out there. All right. <laughs> uneducated economist you guys let me know oh that's what i wanted to tell you guys about um i knew there was something else i'm going to the rebel capitalist live event in orlando so i just wanted to promote that anybody who is going to be in the area if you can make it to the rebel capitalist live event i'm gonna I'll, i haven't got my tickets yet but i'm getting those ready now so I'm really looking forward to that. So anybody who's going to be in the Orlando area, I would love to meet up. And at the Rebel Capitalist Live event, I will be. All right. Uneducated economist, you let me know.